Well, you've got one of the trio on overdrive today. That's Noodles, who we've put right in the middle. Nice <laughs> rose between two thorns. You have the imposters on your show today. Annie Petrillo filling in for Brian Hayes. Frankie Corrado for the O-Dog. What's going on, gentlemen? Noodles, nice backdrop, by the way. I was just going to say, like, am I in, like, a cement cell? Blink (laughs) twice if you're okay, Noodles. Blink twice if you want us to send you some help. Hostage video or something here. Like, okay, so this hotel room does not have any, we'll call it favorable, any type of angle. So I'm like, oh, my God, like, trying to set this thing up. It, it, it was a gong show as far as like, okay, the lighting, I've got some lights. I don't even know if I look the right color for TV. I'm going to try and mess with that in a little bit. But I was like, we got the connection. We got it all set it up, set up. But the backdrop, there is a window right here. And the drapes are a mustard yellow. So I'm oh. not sure they would be oh. good for fit for TV. Is there so, a chair? Is there any chairs? Like You see MJ on the road. And you do it too. Like You guys will do That's Hockey or things yeah. like that on the road. MJ just seems to find like a couch with some throw pillows oh, everywhere exactly. he goes. This guy's got like a nice bougie setup. He's got like well, a blanket, because... like a nice throw <laughs> over the armrest too. Like, what hotels he stays... is he staying in? Yeah, yeah. nice, nice hotels, and 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 probably he gets a suite. He gets upgraded. Uh, I, you know, you're a man of the people. You stay I'm a man in, of the people. You, you fly I... economy, middle seat. You know, you well, stay in the normal rooms. I don't go that far, but what I will say this. <laughs> is this was the only seat. There's like this little leather seat in the corner. So I was like, I will take that. Yeah. And there's a little desk. I was thinking, okay, maybe I could set up at the desk that way. But it's not, uh, you know, it's it's not a prison cell, but it's close to it. You ever, think about, those, you ever think about those seats in those hotels, how many farts, bare ass, have been buried <laughs> into those seats no. in hotel rooms? Now I do, yes. Now that it's, I'm wearing pants, Frankie, so I'm not going to pick up anything. Like, I'm not Man, sitting here, so. yeah. you know, in my underwear or anything. Like, it's... I always feel like hotels are greasy as they. It yeah, you can't think about it. You can't think about it. Can't think about how about it. many thousands of people have slept on the same mattress. I think that about you're it though. On. That's the first so, thing I think when I walk no. in is what has gone on in this room. Yeah, you can't I mean, because you won't. You won't end up touching anything like whatsoever. Right. I sometimes depending on where I am. Um, like I obviously I'll work out in my room and if I'm staying in a hotel in the city because just for work purposes it's easier to stay in a hotel and you can get to the, the studio faster I'll bring my yoga mat with me I don't travel with it on a plane uh, but when right. I'm in a hotel elsewhere in the world I'll put like a towel down on that carpet because I don't even know what's been on that carpet but if you think too much about it I'll never get a good night's sleep I'll never end up getting a workout I will shower with flip-flops on you know, wow, like I will not you. sit very, on the toilet. You're like, very you well think, prepared. I, I, wow. You can't think about it. I would do this thing where like when I was playing and we'd be on the road, like I'd grab a lacrosse ball or a foam roller. And all of a sudden I'm like rolling around on this floor and I start thinking to myself, what am I doing here? Like, why would I yeah. do this? And then I'm like, if my immune system can withstand this, I'm probably in pretty good shape. I feel pretty yeah. happy about myself. <laughs> you just never want to know the, the history of that room. Because that's that's where you start to get in your own head. Because there are people that I will say, and I can say this confidently, probably a lot stranger than the three of us yeah. have acted up in a room. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you have no idea what has gone on. But you're right. Like 
I, the only thing that that kind of weirds me out about hotels, other than that, like I'm fine with everything. Nowadays they do those deep cleans, so it sounds like they're, you know, because of COVID they've really upped their their cleaning policy. For the it depends on where you stay, but the comforter, like that is where I draw it the line. Get I never, right? I never use it. I always pull that back. You you assume that you've got new sheets. You assume that you've got new sheets, new pillowcases, all of that. The comforter, that has seen better days. Yes. Depends on the, the hotel that you stay in. Doesn't matter. High end hotel. I'm staying in a pretty nice hotel. I will be honest, but I just I feel like I've kind of got like a corner, like a grittier room. They're like they saw me at check in. We're like we can put this pigeon in this one. Like <laughs> yeah, he's still so, got like this guy's got a little bit of a black eye still. Looks like he yeah, took a stick like, in the face. We'll give him yeah, the corner exactly. room. Like just it, yeah. it, you're like this guy's not gonna complain. He just goes about his business. So but you're right, noodles, because I've I've heard stories of NHL guys staying and you know. Stay at really nice hotels on the road, and guys have brought like bed bugs. I don't mean to scare anyone here, but like guys have brought bed bugs home from like really nice five star hotels, and it just that's just kind of the way it is. Like, and you're talking about the comfort. Because people are people, Frankie. I don't care what's in your bank account. People can be dirty. No matter. (laughs) You're right. Like, no matter what. And I've played with guys that the minute they get into their hotel room they are bare ass naked walking around and that includes sitting on that comforter <laughs> on the edge of the bed <laughs> with the remote and working the tv and you're like like goaltenders this is the weird thing i don't know frankie if the goalies are the guys you played with but my whole career goalies always got their own room because they were like okay a guy starting and a guy backing yeah. up so it was rare that a goalie had a roommate but there were a few times in my career, especially in the minors, it's like, okay, like goalies are fair game. You had a roommate. So you had to conform to what that roommate wanted to do. So you, the hardest part is if you had a guy who was either super healthy or you know doesn't live the lifestyle that you do, right. then it's kind of a top break. I, I once roomed. This was Mike Milbury took over as our coach. and He was our GM, and he took over as a coach. And for some reason... On the road, he was like, "I why do goalies get their own rooms? You guys are now rooming together. And I room with a guy named Tommy Soderstrom. So s- Swedish goaltender, little guy. If you Google him, he had like one of the worst helmets ever in the history of the NHL. Like old school. It was like a big bug, bug cage. But he was the nicest guy and awesome. But he was... I believe like a professional like casino like a roulette player okay. and he also played the stock market but he played it in Sweden. So he was starting the next day and he goes um I'm going to bed and I was like it's eight o'clock and he goes yes I I need a good sleep I need at least seven hours and I'm like okay what's well, I'm doing the math he goes to bed at eight o'clock so it's TV off everything I'm just sitting there at eight o'clock at night at three You're in the staring morning at the ceiling staring at the ceiling. this is before iPhones and all of that at three o'clock in the morning his alarm goes off he's up and he's a day trader like he's yelling and screaming in Swedish buy sell all of the stuff I'm like what Come is on. going on so no this way. guy's playing the stock market at three o'clock in the morning because of the time change back in Stockholm so uh, that was it like, I went with to goalies Milbury. is weird I I, yeah. I haven't had to do it but one there was one time I had to room with a goalie I don't know why this happened and I can't top that. That is absurd. That someone someone's is just, what are they yelling? 
Like what? Trade that. Buy that. In Swedish. Sell that. Like, like what's in Swedish at three, at three in, the in the morning. He probably turned the light on and everything. He was probably going at it. Yeah, like it just was. I think he what he was doing was like you know buying and selling stocks, but it was just so weird because. Like the, that couldn't have been the mo- most opposite thing that I was doing at like twenty four years old. Yeah, knew nothing about the stock market. Just wanted to sleep. Was probably wanted to watch a sitcom or something on the TV. And he like shut everything down at eight o'clock. Well, that that was my like my experience rooming with a goaltender on the road. And this was in the American League because in the NHL now everyone gets their own room anyways. So we pulled into the room, and I believe it was a Monday night. And I don't know, Andy, if you watch The Bachelor or anything like that, it is a little bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. So from 8 till 10 on the road on a Monday night, I'm pretty dialed in. And he walks in with, like, the video game briefcase console that guys are traveling with nowadays. Noodles, guys wouldn't have been doing this back when you played. And he looks at me, and he goes, well... Hope you weren't planning on watching anything on TV tonight. I got to play some video games tonight. I said, said, what? He goes, yeah, I got to play video games tonight. I said, don't worry. I'm going to go get my own room. And I went down. I just got my own room. I I was done with that. That's That's the one. I, I, I remember when I was, you know, covering the Toronto Maple Leafs and we traveled with the Leafs as well. And here I was like this little thing getting my own room with my own king-size bed, and I'm walking by dudes who have to share a room. I mean, I would 100% rub it in their face that I had my own room, but I couldn't imagine. Also, I guess growing up as an only child, and I used to do tours through Europe, like these Kentucky tours where you would pay extra money to have your own room, and I would pay extra money to have my own room because who determines... Like, oh, oh, you think you're playing video games tonight? I don't think so. Like, I'm watching my own right. show. How do you work that out? Because I, I would just lose my mind. Just couldn't be bothered with it. It was the best $200 I ever spent. See you just, later. Play your video I, games. Veter- but if you're a veteran guy, you're like, actually, the TV's mine. But I've heard, Frank, you could probably confirm this. Like, I've heard guys on the road, if they're there for a day or two, will, like, because they they have like their their gaming stuff with them they'll go like the best buy and just buy a tv bring it into the room guys and then they'll, they'll leave it behind like yeah. it's just like hey for two three hundred bucks like we'll I'll bring in a tv and like i've heard stories well, like that guys, a lot of these guys are making so much money it doesn't well, matter and guys are talking about video games a lot in the dressing room nowadays in the morning it's like yeah remember like Fortnite last night there's like a whole debrief on Fortnite last night in the room and it's like some guys are talking about sports some guys are talking about stocks maybe whatever the case may be and then there's a large group of guys talking about video games so when you have a group like that on a team where there's like let's say eight guys who will play on any given night someone goes and buys a tv and yeah they'll leave it or whatever but yeah it does happen yeah it's so weird i'll put a bow on this because the leafs and uh, buffalo i'll i when i when we went to buffalo this was i think before really buffalo has you know, upped itself as a city. There are now different hotels that you can stay in. There was like this one hotel really that you would stay in as a player and all the teams would stay there from your NHL to your NFL teams. And I remember we were there one time with the Leafs and I got a room and I went to sleep in my bed and I rolled into the middle, right? The mattress just caved in in the middle. So I go downstairs (laughs) and I say, can I please have another room? They give me another room. Same thing. Get in the bed. It just like caves into the middle. And I said, what is going on here? And they said, well, the fo- I, I guess there was a football team that had just stayed there as well. 
and they just because they're such big boys, yes. were crushing the mattresses, <laughs> and you just kept sinking into the middle. And I'm like, hey, we need to do something here in Buffalo where not every single pro team stays in the same hotel. That's a good point. The, the NFLers were ruining the mattresses for everybody in yeah, Buffalo. Um, it is so tough. there you go. The Leafs <laughs> taking on the Sabers, coming off a big win, boys, seven four over the Oilers. Kind Good of game, game I like. Obviously, Noodles as a goalie, you're thinking no, like a high-scoring game can't be feeling good, even though there were moments, right, where goalies should be proud and in in that game. And I guess we'll get to Matt Murray in, in just a moment, like making a big save right. there off Fogel, where could have been 4-1. We're talking a different game here. Keeps it 3-1, and we all know the Leafs coming back and winning 7-4. But this is a game to me where it lived up to the hype. I want to see the stars going at it. I love even how Sheldon Keefe, like, and I get it earlier on in their careers, you have to protect these guys. I'm putting Austin Matthews up against Connor McDavid. I want to see mano on mano, big boy go up against big boy. And, yep. you know, obviously for the sake of this city, the Toronto Maple Leafs come out on top. Everyone's happy about that. What did you make of it, Noodles? I, I mean, I thought it was a highly entertaining game. It, I kind of chuckled because I was like, is this like... 80s Oilers, you know, 7-4 games, you know, high scoring. Like, I think there were pockets of both games where both coaches would be very happy with their team and pockets where both coaches would be like, hey, we need to clean this up. And then you might just look at it and go, let's chalk it up to either a loss or a win, depending on which coach you're looking at it, because it was highly entertaining and that that had a feel – not a, I don't know how you guys felt like playoff, but it was more like there was emotion, there was intensity. Mm-hmm. It had more of like a hype playoff feel than we've seen in previous games. So I, I liked it. I thought there was a little bit of everything. As much as, you know, goalies, an empty netter, so let's call it 6-4. So Skinner gives up 6, uh, Murray gives up 4. I thought both of them made some really good saves, yeah. but I, I also thought there were a couple soft goals on yeah. each side where you're like, okay, in real, like if everybody played to their capabilities, including the goaltenders, that's probably a 4-2 game type of thing, yeah. or, you know, that in 4-3 in that range, and it's a coin flip either way based on the saves that the goaltenders make. Because I thought Stuart Skinner made a couple really good saves in the first period that kind of kept the... The, the Oilers' momentum going. He made a left pad save on a redirect in front that I thought was a for sure goal. And, you know, and then in, you, Matt Murray made a couple. You mentioned the Fogel save, but I thought he made a couple other ones, especially in the third where the game, where the Oilers were continuing trying to press McDavid had a couple looks. So I think the goaltending, you can question it because, you know, Sample size, Stuart Skinner's 24. It doesn't have a, a track yeah. record or a sample size. So you're looking at him going, what's he going to be like? And with Matt Murray, he, he, everyone in this market, we know, it, you're always like holding your breath. He got There was some contact. Was he going to get up? Like, oh, that, type that of was stuff. the buzz in the press box. We were, ah. we were doing that game, and we yeah. were up in the 600 level. And when Matt Murray got hit and he takes that contact, everyone just kind of starts looking at each other, yeah. takes a little bit of a breath, like, is he going to get up? And then, okay, the first goal that Matt Murray lets in, Matthias Ekholm walks right down Main Street, basically, and fires a bomb of a shot. And I can understand, maybe you want Matt Murray to have that one. Noodles, you can probably attest to that. That's not an easy shot to face on your first shot of the game. No. The other one is the one that concerns me. It's the Evander Kane wraparound one, where he overcommitted to it, 
and then you're, he's just like a little slow getting to that side of the net, and then the dry sidle one timer is the same thing, like moving from side to side. You're like, right. When he's been really good this year, it seemed like he was moving really well in the net, but that's kind of been the roadblock for him, right? Like you talk about the stance, how he's a little more, you know, shoulders up, kind of rigid yeah. guy. Uh, when he's at his best, it, it seemed like he was a little more loose. So I wonder if that's just a little bit of rust or if that's just, you know, old habits, habits creeping back into his game. It, it might be a little bit of both. The one thing I noticed about Murray, which uh, I'll say is more on the negative side, if you wanted to look at him structurally the other night, I feel like when he gets in trouble, he's falling forward. Like there was a right. couple times where it's falling forward. He got some saves because of it like he actually made some saves the other night where he ended up on his stomach almost swimming um, and he's such a big guy like people forget he's six four and i have this joke about how he's actually listed on nhl.com at six five like two ten or something two and i'm like okay well in ottawa last year on the nhl website he was six four one eighty so where did where the 20 the 30 pounds and the inch come over the summer so it, I do believe he's a big, long goaltender, but when he gets in trouble, he, he end, it, it's the balance. He ends up yeah. on his stomach a little bit, like a lot like Mike Smith. The Oilers saw that last year. Well, where similar kind of, so isn't it a similar kind of setup? When you look at their shoulders, they're kind of like hunched up by the ears at times. I don't know if that's the the chest protector, but it seems like their their stance is somewhat similar in the net. Very square. Yeah. Like you, they want to be square. You point your sh- shoulders to the puck, and you use your size to your advantage. Um, again, you know, I can sit and focus on a couple negative things, but I also can point to a couple big saves and a couple positive things. There's two things in the where... third period that really stuck out to me. Like, And I yeah. think I, I nudged the tap man up there. I'm like, that's, that's the save. And then he made another one. Like, okay, those are the two saves that he needed to make. In order yeah. to give his team a chance to win, there's there's a saying the kids are are saying, Andy and, and Jamie. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what this. Are, what are the and I'm gonna saying? I'm gonna use it in regards to Mitch Marner, and the saying is he is him. Have you heard that? Mitch nope. Marner is him. Not once. No, <laughs> not not heard that once. But the I'm, kids are saying lying. that. Yeah, I'm 50 years old. I don't know what that means. I what, mean, what kids? Like the five-year-olds? Kids, no, not the five-year-olds. Just like the youth of today, the kid, the people that are cool in our society, if someone is dominant, are saying he is him. And okay. she is her. I, is that? that I guess is you that could. Like I guess you could say thing. Like I, I. This is where you lost me because I'm. You're Mitch Marner. With the Mitch Marner is that guy. He's got that dog in him. Like. Well, I'm about to say this. He's you, a superstar that that actually turned the game around for the Leafs. <laughs> That's the way I'll say it because at three one, he turns the game around. That was. I, I'm sure. I haven't been. Uh, Paying attention, I was traveling up, but like, was I'm sure that's a one v one move, like for sure every day of the week. Has that been? Yeah, picks it out of the air on McLeod, little spinorama, and then goes post to post and drops down. And and the beauty of that, like that's a, to me that changed the momentum of the game. But then he knocks the other one out he of the air, everything out of the air that which night, which was which was great. Like he yeah. he put a, I don't, I'm not gonna subscribe to. The, whatever you were talking about, that he is him. He is whatever. that guy. I'll he say he was. Guy. He was brilliant. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. And 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 he changed the trajectory of the Leafs game because up to that point, I I thought Edmonton had played a pretty good game against the Leafs, and like, they had gotten the like the Leafs were kind of out of it. The crowd was out of it. It was um, yeah. 
It was a quieter mood, and as soon as Marner scores that goal where he picks off the pass from Ryan McLeod, it's like the yeah. game came to life, but Marner came to life even more. And it was, he really, like, he was, he outsmarted everyone in that game. And MJ, I think, was talking about it today on Leafs Launch, how certain players like McDavid has the speed, Matthews has the shot, Marner has the brain, and he basically was the smartest player on the ice and eventually was the best player on the ice in that game. In a game where McDavid and Matthews are going head to head, you left the rink thinking Marner was the best player, the most entertaining player in that game. Which shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody because earlier on in his career, and it's not that I'm saying if you are smart defensively that suddenly you are a smarter player than everyone else because to have the gift offensively is pretty special, which he does have too, but he did figure out his defensive game a lot sooner than the the bigger names, right? Like, he was already playing on the PK, like, a few years back. You know, this is a guy who, even under Mike Babcock, he started to see that he could understand the defensive game because he was also so smart offensively that he knew what needed to be done to even take advantage of other offenses. Anyways, I love, I've always loved Mitch Marner's game. You see him really growing into it. Um, which That's is hard why to he's play against, Andy. Player. Like uh, someone, someone like that is hard to play against because you don't know they don't overcommit to anything. So you see, like it was, it was McLeod, it was the one Edmonton defenseman. They think they can make a play, and it's almost like Marner just kind of goaded you into doing something you weren't necessarily that yeah. comfortable to do. It's a different yeah, it was, way of being hard to play against. It was Dayarnay. Uh, that's who it was, kid, yeah. Big, big mutant on the back end, yeah. and he uh, tried to throw out. A, see, to me, this is where, you know, you, it's learning lessons on one side and then showing, you know, star power on the other. Right. Because I would say, I don't even, I don't want to give a number, but like, what, 95 out of 100 times, like, those pa- those passes aren't picked off. Most guys will swipe at it, whatever. Like, he, he was able to knock them down, but... Not only knock him down, but make a play with it. Not right. not just knock it down and like get it to the corner or whatever, but it's knock it down and do something with it uh, defensively. But that's defending 200 feet or 180 feet away from your net. Yeah. So real quality plays. Uh, the game had a little bit of everything. Um, you know, it, it just it had that playoff type of feel. And I well, think both organizations, if you look at playing against each other in the last 10 days, you know, the Leafs put up as kind of a stinker in Edmonton, but they, they didn't have their game, and Edmonton kind of had their game. And then Edmonton started well, and then the Leafs took over that. So you you look at it, like these organizations both should be pretty happy with where they're at, but there are question marks, as we yeah. will talk about all afternoon, well, going, trust the goalies, do you trust the D, do you trust this? I was about this? to say, like, do I want to be the negative Nelly? I'm going to bring it up, but I'm going to end yes, on Andy, this. You're negative. You're very negative, I'm, I'm a negative Nelly over here. <laughs> Or am I just a realist? JP. But I want you to I want you to ponder this during the commercial break because when we come back we're going to have a little fun. The Academy Awards were last night. Did anyone watch? That would be me. Did I watch the red carpet from start to finish? You bet that would be me. No, oh, Frankie, I can just I can take you through. You guys all don't the know updates. my sayings, so I didn't watch the Oscars. By the way, JP said both of you are boomers. JP said it, not yeah, me. Well, I, I know I what that boomer. means. I know JP, I'm a boomer. Like I, there's. I'm not denying Tough that. Man. Like, why would he, like, okay, Boomer. Well, yeah. How does that hurt my feelings? Like, that's, like, like sorry, okay, Boomer. Oh, oh, sorry. Better pack it in. Like, take it up with JP. Take, yeah. I'm just the messenger. JP's talking tough, knowing that we're not in the same room, exactly, number exactly. one. But yeah. I do want you to ponder this. In the light of awards, and we're going to be giving out some, our own overdrive version when we come back. 
Will Mitch Marner win a heart in his future, or do you think he'd win a Selkie? Both, or will one come first? I just want you to think about the heart and the Selkie conversation mm. when it comes to Mitch Marner. Okay. Think about that during the commercial break. Let's uh, try and provide some answers when we come back, and let's give out some Overdrive Academy Awards next. Welcome back into Overdrive. Andy Petrillo filling in for Brian Hayes. Noodles is in the house. Frankie Corrado in for the O-Dog. Overdrive can be seen on TSN 4 from 4 to 6, as you know. We're on the radio. You can stream us on tsn1050.ca from 6 to 7. We head on over to TSN 2. Overdrive Academy Awards, gentlemen, we're going to be handing some out. This is something to chew on. It's brought to you by Boston Pizza, Canada's favorite sports bar. The push to the playoffs is here, and Boston Pizza's elite lineup of pizza, wings, and ice cold beer is always dialed in for game time. Hustle into your local Boston Pizza tonight and try our new four cheese ravioli bites, game-changing appy that's here for a limited time only. And there are some people, speaking of appies, who go all out for Oscar parties. People will even show up to the host's house all dressed up. You can bet on it now. Are you speaking from experience, Andy? Yeah, Is this well, no. What did last night entail for you with the Oscars? No, last night, I was in my joggers and my hoodie. My husband made a very nice meal, and we did. We, we snacked on some nice things. I mean, I had to force him, though, to watch the red carpet because he was watching golf. And I actually blame right. my husband for the reason why. I don't like golf, and I think it's so unfair to golf, but it's because he watches it so much to the point where he watches college golf. He knows all the college students. (laughs) It is unreal, Frankie. So it just I had to force him to turn it on over to the red carpet, but I'm happy that I did because I wanted to see all the nice outfits and everyone showing up. I was very excited, and I normally haven't been an Oscars person, but I don't know what it is. I just I want fun stuff in my life, and it was very exciting. Let me ask you a quick question. Mm. Was it like a normal, like, I guess, award ceremony? Or did everybody get up and have to make a political statement, oh, a statement God. of this and that, like, and talk about this? The and lecture? Talk about, like, oh, yeah. A lecture, yeah. Use that platform oh, for another me. platform. Yeah. And, like, I just, like, that's why I'm so done with uh, yeah. every award show. No kidding. Because people do not just accept the award and go, you know what, thank you for, um, you know, the director or whoever did this. It's like... You know, and and let's talk about this and talk about and talk down. I need the lecture. I need the you know every type. Who, not of this thing. year. Who was the guy? Was it, it Ricky Ger- Ricky Gervais? It, 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 like yeah, he has the best, the best, the, the best. He yeah. roasts everybody, and they hate it. Like the look on their <laughs> faces when he does it is so. But it, they're so the, startled. That's why I don't watch anymore. It's because it's become such a like a political statement for everybody. And if you don't do something or you don't say something. I think people are offended that you don't. Like I, yeah. I would just like to see who won, and I would be if I watched that movie or watched that show, then I would be happy and be like that person deserved it. But now it's like there's so many different layers to it. I, if you could tell me, Andy, like is was it? Yeah, like no. That in last year, in years or? past, in years past, yes. This year, no. Right. I mean, obviously there was one because there was the documentary on Alexei Navalny. I think that's how you say his last name. He's the opposition to Putin, and the guy's in yeah. jail. Simply because he's the opposition to Putin, and he had yeah, almost they poisoned like, his underwear. Yeah, like he <laughs> tried to kill they, yeah. him for crying out loud. So his oh wife God. and his kids were there. They won. Clearly, that was a needed message yes. to be sent out. But no, I found the theme this year seemed to be about thanking family and thanking. Good. 
in particular mothers. And I have a feeling it had to do with everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a movie that is so bizarre, uh, but well worth the watch, I would tell everybody. It is so wacky, but it is a story about love. Did Cocaine Bear win anything, Andy? Was that nominated? Cocaine Bear, was that nominated for anything? Have you guys seen that? <laughs> I've heard I of have the not movie. seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I saw the, the commercial yeah, for it. Yeah, but it's and actually a sad story in real life. Cocaine that, Bear is? That poor bear, yeah. Oh. There was a bear who like died. Anyways, it's absolutely oh, horrible. Okay. But I'm a big RRR fan. Another movie, if you haven't seen it. Um, and it was the first ever, like, in, um, I guess, original song from India that was up for original song, Natu Natu, and it ended up winning. If you cannot sit through over three hours of RRR, A, just do it, uh, but make sure you watch that dance scene. You have to, it is a leg off. You know when there's like a dance off? This yeah. whole scene is a leg off where they're just kicking legs at each other. It is one of the most brilliant dance scenes I've ever seen in any movie. Anyways, it won. That was very exciting uplifting, feel good. I could go on and on and on about um, the Oscars, but why don't we hand out our own? Right, Ready? let's do it. So, Best Picture, also known as Best Game. This is what we had up as nominees. Leafs versus oh, Oilers nice touch, from JP. Saturday night. Oh. Okay, and the nominees are Super Bowl 57, Chiefs versus Eagles. Argentina versus France, World Cup Final 2022. Or you could write in some others if you wanted to, because this is more interactive than the Oscars. Uh, before I tell you what the people have said and voted, Noodles, what's your best pitcher slash best Well, game? it's going to be not popular with you because you were like, Nyeh. and like to me it was the NFL game, the Super Bowl. I thought that was great. Stupid. Like it's anticlimactic. What do you mean anticlimactic? The it was rules a good game. ruined that the was, game near the end. They just ran out the clock. It was, it was an so unbelievable boring. game. Like no, that stupid. actually was great theater. And like to me, you had you know, Patrick Mahomes showed up, Andy Reid. Like as much as it, like okay, Saturday night's game. Like it wasn't that great of a game. It was a good hockey game. I've seen it was twenty a of those this season. year. Saturday night's game was like a, one of those Marvel kind of movies it's good it's entertaining but you yeah. don't remember it uh, after you leave the theater I, I know this is what happened and i just somebody got into my ear it's because you're an eagles fan and they got rinsed that's why so that's first of why all they didn't get the, rinsed yeah. first of all they didn't get like nobody remember oh. nobody remembers who came in second so it's like okay the kansas city won and it was mahomes's show that's basically what happened. everyone's right? gonna remember you're right everyone's gonna remember a missed call like it was a call earlier, not a call yeah. later. And everyone's going to remember how the ending was completely anticlimactic right. and boring and how Mahomes actually barely touched the ball in the second half. And it was really a strong uh, defensive game by the – Anyways. All right. It was fine. That was my, so my vote is probably not your vote. But for me, it was a Super Bowl. I thought it was awesome. All right. Andy, I have a feeling yours and mine are going to be the same thing. But I said it at the, at the time. The World Cup final was the best sporting event I had ever seen in my life. Okay. The equivalent of The Godfather and Goodfellas combined was this soccer game. The star power going head-to-head, -head, the comebacks, the momentum shifts, the saves, and then penalty kicks, and of course, Leo Messi at the end of it all. It just, you couldn't beat it. It was, it was such a spectacle in front of like almost 90,000 people. It's, it's a no-brainer yeah. for me. And the people agree. 57.1 have voted for the World Cup final. Oh, I guess it's okay. This is this is live, ladies and gentlemen, live. This is different from what I have on my phone. Oh, uh, but 56.9. Okay. 
So um, I should have changed my vote. Actually, now thinking about that World Cup final, it was pretty good. Oh, it was, oh, it was, it was amazing! Messy. It was amazing. <laughs> I it actually, was the you messy know what? The, show, the Super Bowl guys. was like a good movie that just had the worst ending, and you're walking out of the theater, and everyone's looking at each other like, "What? Could, they yes. couldn't find a better ending than that." The script no. writers for the NFL got that one wrong. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. It just it, <laughs> unfortunately it just went. Against the Eagles, but yeah. I, I thought it was a great game. Stop trying to defend your choice. It's not going to win. World Cup wins. Messi also, he was the star, which is nice because here's the thing, too. Would have It kind of would have been a little wah-wah if Argentina won and Messi wasn't a factor. But there was no way he wasn't going to be a factor. He was a factor the entire World Cup. He is brilliant in that game. Kylian Mbappe. So if Messi's the GOAT, he's like the baby GOAT. He got a hat trick in that one. Then it goes into a penalty He's the kick. next one, Andy, Mbappe. Yeah. It's brilliant so that one wins uh best director as in best coach <clears throat> andy reed <sighs> noodles yeah jim montgomery <laughs> michael malone or if other people wanted to write in and have your say i'm gonna have frankie go first on this one okay i'm gonna say jim montgomery because when i watch a movie and the movies that like seem to win awards have a great story, but yes. more importantly, they have a comeback story with a second chance, and that's what Jim Montgomery has been given with the Boston Bruins. With you think about the way things kind of ended up in Dallas, and now he's been given this new life. He took a team that a lot of people were counting out at the start of the year, and they are the best team in the league. They are dominant, and they are poised to win the Stanley Cup, maybe breaking a few records along the way if they haven't already, which I think they have. That is... The best director, Jim Montgomery. I am yeah. with you on that. I love a feel-good story. And listen, Jim Montgomery himself, it's, again, we're not you know, telling tales out of school here. He's been very open and honest and going into rehab and yeah. you know, alcohol abuse and how he needed help. And he asked for help. And he was open and honest. And he shared his story. And he got help. And he's now, you know, this... this you know, man who just says a, a feels like obviously has his new lease on life. He's joined the Boston Bruins. They're the fastest to fifty wins, right? Like I mean, the, yeah. whatever they're fastest doing, fastest to hundred points, maybe two, something like, like that. Yeah. Whatever is happening over in Boston, it's just absolutely ridiculous, and it's so wonderful for him to be a part of that story, uh, too. And that's yeah. why, yeah, when we're talking about great comeback stories, it's got to be Jimmy for me. I'm getting, um, yeah, I'm going to make it a sweep. I'll give Jimmy Mons, who's a friend of the show. I know Jimmy very well. Uh, you're right, Reclamation Project, but done a great job in Boston. And, you know, that team doesn't seem to be slowing down. They hit the, you know, 50-game mark there, the 50 wins, and then they lost yeah. to Detroit in the back-to-back. -back. But, I mean, they are they yeah. are a serious team. He's doing a great job there. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to... Best lead actor, which oh, at the actual Oscars, I didn't know. I have yet to see The Whale, but Brendan Fraser, to me, will always be the dude in The Mummy and Encino Man. Uh, but I'm hearing it was a brilliant performance, so he ended up getting Best Actor over Austin Butler, which I did see Elvis. Elvis you haven't yeah. seen Elvis. Watch yeah. the movie. I know, it but Austin Butler brilliant. now... He's Austin Butler now has to drop the El like he's not Elvis anymore. The movie's over. Like every time you see him <laughs> interviewed, like he's now talking like Elvis. But I feel like and that's his voice in some ways. He's always kind of had a little bit of that voice because I may or may not have been a fan of his since his Nickelodeon days. 
I'm just, just I'm just saying like he's got to drop that now and move on to the next thing because Toby Maguire doesn't show up in a Spider-Man suit, every, you know, <laughs> when he's moved on to everything. Like I saw him interviewed the other day, Austin, but and I'm like all of a sudden he's still talking like Elvis, and I get that he's Southern and all of that type of stuff, but like that's not your role anymore. You did a good job. Move on. Let me that's tell you saying. something though. There's nothing wrong with that voice. You know what I'm saying? So to, fair enough, fair he enough. He wants to keep it going. All I'm saying is I'm a fan. That, all right. See, but it was enough. also, it would have been, it's just a missed opportunity that if Austin Butler won, imagine if he got up and he was like, thank you, thank you very much. He uh, would have done that. Of course he would have done that. It would have been so brilliant. Oh, anyways, but congratulations to Brendan Fraser. All right. Best lead actor. Music continues. Connor McDavid. Lionel Messi. Patrick Mahomes. Noodles? McDavid. McJesus. Like, he's putting a... Like, what he's doing is pretty ridiculous. We, we laid eyes on it the other night. Like, that. this guy does this every night. I'm actually... I'm, I'm in Evan, I'm doing the game tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen him live a bunch of times. Like, this guy is ridiculous. Yeah. He's having a season, too. So, for me, it's McDavid. He is ridiculous, but I'm going to go in a different direction with this. I'm going to go with the Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes, because he lost his star wide receiver in Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins, and that didn't seem to matter. And all throughout the season, all you heard was, who's the MVP? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Joe Burrow? Is it Tua? Is it this guy? Everyone except Patrick Mahomes. But at the end of the day, all the frauds were weeded out. And the last quarterback who remained standing was Patrick Mahomes. It was a story about resilience and perseverance. And he is the best lead actor. We're going, really uh, we're going different here, and I will, we'll bring up the poll. But I, I've got to stick with Messi because it ended in a trophy. Like, not only was he brilliant in his leading role because he truly took a leading role, but it ended in a trophy. And so I don't did Mahomes. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> so what Connor McDavid is doing... Not in her mind. What the Connor only, McDavid the is only doing trophy that matters to Andy. <laughs> so to me, McDavid would be second, um, even though on the poll, at least what I have here right now, 57% are going... Oh, now it's gone up 58% uh, yeah. are going McDavid, which I can completely understand. And then, of course, Messi's coming in at second at 26 and a half. But like... To me, Connor McDavid, I just don't want to be talking about a brilliant player who's never won. And he's still so young in his career. I mean, listen, I get it. We were having these conversations about Ovechkin, and then look, you know, he ended up getting his cup. I get that. But um, I want to see it. And I like when things end with trophies. Yeah. So that's why I'm going messy. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. That's a good point. Right. No, no real pushback on that. Okay. Well, we weren't going to push back. I mean, you're, we already pushed you really, back. We pushed back on <laughs> other things. You're fine with it. And he made a great point about Patrick Mahomes. You're like, Mahomes, you're like, it doesn't even count. He's like, I didn't win. Oh, I guess yeah. he did win. I guess yeah, he won he the Super win. Bowl. I guess yeah. they have a trophy and for that, MVP. too. <laughs> yeah. Even though no. the owner gets it first. Oh, yeah. Rihanna That's right. Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, let's get to best supporting actor because the lead ain't doing what they're doing without somebody supporting them. Mm-hmm. So the best second player on a team, although, uh, you know, especially in Edmonton, they're very sensitive about calling Leon Dreisaitl a best supporting actor. Uh, they like to, to think of him as a lead as well. And hey, why not? He's phenomenal. But for the purposes of our Grammys, Grammys, Academies, excuse me, we are going with best supporting actor, Leon Dreisaitl, Mitch Marner, Travis Kelsey. 
Ooh. Okay. Well, Can I go first? Or you okay. yeah. Frank, you want to go? No, you go here's, ahead, Noodles. Here's go why ahead. I would say, here's why I'm going to go Dreisaitl. Because he's got 98 points, and he oh, does, like, so him stupid. and... Him and him and McDavid are like that lead it's, it's and outrageous. support. Yeah. Like lead and support where I would argue Mitch Marner, but for me Marner's one. Like he's the lead guy. So like I I don't look at him as a support guy. Because Austin Matthews has thirty goals. Like Matthews statistically hasn't had even though he is the lead dog. Yeah. I think you could argue that Mitch Marner's the lead dog. So that's why I went with Dry Settle because I don't even want to deal with the yeah. the dynamics mm. of trying to explain the Mitch Marner where I think he's kind of the guy. I, so. I, I agree with you there. And even the roles that they both play, like Marner plays all situations, like he is more of an all encompassing player where it's like Dry Settle and McDavid, those guys feed off each other. They're huge on the power play. Like, Dreisaitl's got 27 power play goals. A lot of that is because, yes, he's unbelievable and he creates a lot, but because him and McDavid work together in a tandem so well. So I agree with you. Regardless yeah. of what I said about Mitch Marner being him, because he is him and he's got that dog, but so does Leon Dreisaitl. You're just going to yeah. double down on that, aren't you? <laughs> you are just going to double down. Uh, I got to go. I got to go Dreisaitl on that one. Uh, pretty spectacular. What a supporting role uh, is doing as well um, over in Edmonton. When we come back, I do want to get to that question again of Mitch Marner with the heart and the selkie and if you see a trophy in his future. And then we're going to get to the final category of best sound. Ah, uh, the one everyone's been waiting for, The Andy. one everyone's been waiting for. It may have to do with some beers. Something else may have to do with some toilets. Uh, something might be full of some expletives that are you know not happy with refs. I'm just saying... We're going to be getting to best sound when we return on Overdrive. Overdrive here on TSN 1050, streaming online up on TSN 4. Andy in for Brian, Jamie Noodles McLennan, and Frankie Corrado here with me. Uh, let's get to the final category as Overdrive. We are handing out our own Academy Awards. And now we're getting to the fun part here. This is best sound, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get into uh, nominee... Number one on Bud Lights. What did you buy today? I bought uh, six Bush Lights, six Bud Light, and I love them. <laughs> Tall boys. Tall boys. Uh, how much would you drink a day? Well, what day? Regular day. I don't know. Maybe a couple beers. Depends. Weekends, maybe you know five beer. Two drinks a week. <laughs> what do you think of that? Well, that's just not uh, feasible. Not in this country. Well, come on, man. Two drinks a week. What's that going to do for you? I mean, that doesn't even get you through a day. A reasonable amount, if you're, I mean, if you're at home, you'd be able to have like uh, four beer. That's just, uh, that ain't, that's just two more. I mean, I'll have six, but four is a fair number. Why are they telling me what I can drink at home? What, can I have uh, two liters of pop? Can I have two liters of pop? Well, what's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. A classic, an instant classic, <laughs> yeah. really. I love how his intake of beer, though, escalated as the interview well, he, yeah. went he said, on. He said four. He's like, wait a second. No, I mean six. I meant six. Yeah. I'll have it six. It just kept going like up. Four, four seems All right. reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. That was our angry Hamilton man. Marty uh, Wildwood, Andy, is his name. Marty Wildwood. Marty Wildwood. Yeah. Um, well, let's just say that nominee number two is something you would probably have to use after consuming so much beer. 
toilets! 1160 toilets and urinals! Three times the NBA average number of toilets and urinals! We do not want people waiting in line! We want them to get back to their damn seats! The toilets, toilets, It's a good toilets. contender. It really is. Love it. Yeah, it's a contender. Uh, Steve Ballmer there. Of course, the Clippers, you know, building this new arena, and it's very important to have a lot of toilets and urinals. Do not forget that. Hey, you know what? I appreciate that. I hate waiting in line. I feel like there's never enough proper, you know, washrooms for people to use. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I like agree. Right. I think, you know, the trough, you could create so many things, the trough, the trough. for people yeah. to stand around. There's a lot yeah. of spillage in and around Women, the shoe area at the trough. Yeah. It's yeah. Not Women good. don't have those problems. Just please, nice toilet clean. Thank yeah. you very much. Exactly. Uh, and uh, the final nominee, Fred Van Vliet. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, couple other you know out of the three there's one or two that just the game up you know and it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row um denver was tough obviously you come out tonight you're competing pretty hard the third quarter i get a tech changes the whole dynamic of the game changes the whole flow of the game and um you know most of the refs are trying hard i like a lot of the refs are trying hard they're pretty fair they communicate well and then you got the other ones who just want to be and um just kind of the game up nobody's coming to see that they come to see the players, and um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was, and um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating, so at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. That's the equivalent of a Tarantino. It's a little bloody. It's a little gory. <laughs> there's a lot happening. I give him a lot of credit for that. That's Tarantino-esque. Yeah. It and was harsh cost him, uh, words, harsh it cost words. 35, 35 grand. So calm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it was quality, but I, I still have a different vote, put it that way. I, okay, what's your I, vote? Because we have a minute here. Put your votes in. What is that guy's name? Frank Wildwood or whatever that guy? That yeah, Marty, the first one? Marty Wildwood. Marty Wildwood. Wildwood. Yeah. 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 That's my guy. It's the undisputed heavyweight champ of the world, Marty Wildwood. It's not yeah. even close. Yeah, that's my I, I, I love the toilets. I just don't know who else is like really excited about toilets. Steve <laughs> <laughs> Ballmer is a beauty. He's yeah. awesome. Uh, and right. while, I, like I said, while I can appreciate Fred being so even keel while just dropping F-bombs left, right, and center, yeah, to me, it's, it's uh, Stevie with the toilets. There you go. That's our addition. Good of stuff. our Academy Awards here on Overdrive. So pretty excited about that. Uh, coming up in hour two, Marty Baron's going to be joining us. We're going to get to the uh, Mitch Marner uh, conversation as well. And if you see any of those trophies in his future, Hart, Selkie, or maybe you even think one of them, he should be in the conversation for one of them this year. Uh, so Marty Baron, Luke Wilson as well, talking a little NFL here on Overdrive. Stay with us. Something to Chew On is brought to you by Boston Pizza, Canada's favorite sports bar. The push to the playoffs is here, and BP's elite lineup of pizza, wings, and ice-cold beer is always dialed in for game time. Hustle into your local BP tonight and try our new four-cheese ravioli bites, a game-changing appy that's here for a limited time only.